can do it. Okay. Another game week. Game week two done. We are about to enter game week three. And how did you guys get on for the last weekend? Man. Uh, uh, not not too well. Not too well. Yeah, 40 no. points. Holland captained, but thankfully saved by uh, the two Brighton boys. And I guess Salah with what? A missed pen and a goal. So like <laughs> not even saved. Yeah. And then everyone at Rashford, Shambolic, Darwin Nunez, shit. Jao Pedro, terrible. Gabriel, what feature? Pickford, stalwart. And Luke Shaw just getting absolutely manhandled. So yeah, apart from that, I had like three players with somewhat of a return. Chris, I can't believe you stuck out Darwin Nunes. I, I did. I, I honestly, you've got you've got to move that on now. But yeah, no, he's moving on now. But I thought maybe he started the season, give him a run in, you know. But Jota is just—he's just that dude. He's not fair. But what would what, you get points wise, Pierce? Forty. Yeah, I got forty-two. So I beat Pierce. Big week. Well, um, Pierce, Pierce managed to beat me because I got a, a lonely thirty-six. Um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm in the middle of the, uh, the trio here, hey. So yeah, I, I don't really know what to say. I've, I've actually had a complete stinker. This, this is easily the worst two game weeks I've ever had at the start of the season. I'm, I'm usually a fairly strong starter, but yeah, this has just been pretty shambolic. Like, yeah, just the names that I've run through. Gabriel, you know, we don't need to get into that. Uh, Moussa Diaby, you know, great fixture, great result, just didn't contribute. Richarlison, been playing as a striker for Spurs, who've been scoring goals, not contribute, you know. And then the double United attack, Bruno Rashford, rubbish. And yeah, Watkins, not bad. You can't complain. Two two returns in two weeks. But yeah, it just it feels really, really, really tough in some of these ones. Yeah, it's a rough start, but I think this week, if there's ever going to be a time to make a comeback, this week is it, isn't it? Look, some very nice fixtures going forward. I think everybody in the game, if they've done their team somewhat correctly um, from the first game week, will have a very strong lineup this week. You know, Arsenal's Fulham at home, United's Forest at home, City's Sheffield away, uh, Chelsea Luton at home, Brighton, West Ham at home. So lots of opportunity mm-hmm. for a big comeback. No, nah, that's very true. It's only two weeks, I think. So I saw on a Reddit thread as well of people who had run, they'd done like a run through of like the first five game weeks of all the previous FPL winners. And it's pretty surprising. Like a lot of them wouldn't have like came up the gates flying. Like they were still sitting around like two mil after game week five. So obviously, yeah. you know, we're not necessarily going for the win, but, you know, a whole FPL season, it things change very quickly. So there's no need to get too sort of overwhelmed by the first two weeks. I'm I'm in agreement that's a marathon or sprint. Um so yeah, I mean I guess we don't we don't really want to talk a ton about game week two. We'll, we'll probably talk about um more specifically some performances going into game week three that or in game week two that we find interesting going into game week three. Um but yeah, I mean does Tom any idea, Pierce, what transfers or people that you're looking at for this week? Um, um yeah, 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 let's go, go on. Go on. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, I think the obvious candidates that you know, I I mentioned my double United attack, Bruno and Rashford. That is, you know, now looking like a really, really terrible decision in preseason. Uh, United just look totally like inco- incoherent in their attack. 
and you know Bruno is not getting forward like you want. Uh, Rashford is just so sort of lackadaisical up front. He just doesn't really offer what you want in a striker. Um, so yeah, in terms of those two guys, I know Nottingham Forest at home is like a decent fixture on paper, but when you think about it, like when they played Wolves at home, they didn't find it easy. And you know, Forest are like a half decent side. You know, they're I would actually put them in like a fairly safe prem team now almost i don't think they're going to get relegated so i think even at home you know they really struggled against wolves there's no reason why they would go out and thump forest so yeah in terms of having the double up on them not not so sure so yeah i think as of right now i'm very much looking at foden thomas you have him and yeah uh, foden in pre-season I, I wasn't a fan of because i was just you know what it's like with pep and rotation but with these injuries and, you know, City still haven't bought a signing yet. Like, Doku won't come in. He's not, you know, the type of signing to come in and take the foot off uh, Foden straight away and start. So I think Foden, for at least the short term, is very nailed. And when you have a nailed City guy, yeah, it's tough to tough to turn that down. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I somewhat... Someone got lucky, not lucky, having Foden. I had a Foden in my team the entirety of the summer. Um, and that whole Community Shield thing happened and, you know, got a bit scared off. But as soon as I saw that lineup, um, first game week, I, I stuck him in over Matoma. So I actually haven't even gained points, technically, on picking Foden, <laughs> even though he's been a, a half-decent pick. You know, getting nine points last week. But um, like you said, for the, for the mid to long term, he, he seems to be a very, very good asset. Um, they need some sp- sort of you know spark of creativity in that city side. They've got brute goal scorers in in Haaland and then Alvarez himself is one too. But they need guys behind the ball doing doing all the hard work for them. So I think Foden's safe, like you said. Um, I mean, I, again, I, the trip- yes, Wait, I, sorry. I just like it, it is with Foden. You can just never guarantee that he'll start. Like I know he was, I, I thought he was absolutely unplayable against Newcastle. One of his best performances I've seen in a long time. And I still don't think that makes him nailed for next week, which is a very frustrating uh, sort of trait to have. And Pep, and honestly, on his side, if I was Foden, I'd be absolutely fuming if I don't start. And I would almost be demanding to leave the club if, if it gets to that rate because of the way he's sort of been in and out the team, probably unfairly at times. Um, but yeah, that's on a side note. But yeah, for Foden, you know, he's just never, ever nailed, even when he's, playing ridiculously well which is which is frustrating yeah i mean two 90 minute per two 90 minute games is pretty solid um so you know at this point knowing everything we know about Foden from the past couple of seasons this is probably the best we'll get in terms of his ability to play uh 90 minutes a game plus not be benched um so it is a good time to hop on and i think that like if we're, we've ever had an argument about Foden in the past two years now is probably a better time than any of those times so um if you're gonna if you want him if you're interested in him i feel like this is the moment um for you to kind of hop on i think also these two fixtures are prime um fulham at home is like my target fixture at least for the start of the season um they just look woeful the fact that the fact that everton dominated fulham and still lost one nil but dominated fulham statistically and and on the, like just generally the entire game and we we still lost one nil but the fact that they Everton have done that then they've gone out and lost to Brentford three nil the next week makes me feel like they're going to be in a lot of trouble this season especially for the first half um so I'm very excited to have for Sheffield United away and then Fulham at home so 
is the triple up something you're thinking about either of you i mean for me yes it very much is um i mean i'm I'm gonna be honest i've already done my transfers already because of the price rises and i, I wouldn't have been able to afford it either way so i've already done my um my rap fernandez to Foden and move and i've also done wilson not wilson i've also done watkins to Alvarez and I say that just as Watkins has scored a hat trick in the Europa League in the sorry the Conference League, but I don't think that has too much bearing. And I'm a Scottish football fan, so I can say pretty fairly that Hibs are pretty dross. So I don't think hat trick <laughs> is too relevant, unfortunately. Um, and yeah, good, good. I mean, great for Watkins and and you know a bit of momentum going into the season. So yeah, uh, he he will be a good asset. But I think we saw at the weekend he lost penalties. That's a huge, huge loss of points. Villa will get a lot this season. Um, and yeah, he, he I mean, he was always unreliable as a penalty taker, but you'd still rather him be on them at the end of the day. Um, so yeah, maybe as an out-and-out goal scorer now, he's still solid. He should still get 10 over the course of the season, but I think this prevents him getting to sort of 15, 20 uh, without penalties. Yeah. Watkins is a tough one. I think generally this year, what we kind of have to bite our lips when we make some of our transfers because there's so many good options that you're always going to be giving up a good player to get another good player. In most scenarios, you probably will be. Um, so I, you know, it's it's just kind of going, finding the places you want to target and attacking it, and kind of just not being afraid. Um, but yeah, I, I've done similar to you, Tom. I've actually made three transfers with a minus four. Did you make you, you made a minus four to, to open the funds up, right? I did, I did. So I also did my third striker, 4.5 to Nicholas Jackson, who actually I would like to hear a bit more from Poe um, for what you sort of yeah. think. I think, I think we're, we're all on the same wavelength here. We haven't actually discussed this before the pod, but Nico Jackson was in one of my FPL team drafts at the throughout preseason and then just like a dumbass, I guess. I had Darwin Nunez in there. Um, so going off of his stats just from the last two games, He's first in shots for Chelsea, first in pressures, first in pressures in the attacking third, first in total runs and first in runs into the box. Um, he's easily our number one option up front. Broha is back in training, but I don't see him starting. Um, and I'm debating whether to go triple city with Haaland, Alvarez and Foden, which you guys have just said, um, or doing Haaland, Foden and Nico. I've kind of lucked out in a way or not really kind of went to plan with having Colwell on my bench and I'll play him this weekend instead of Gabrielle, which doesn't leave me too much exposure. The only thing is, is that while Man U have a good fixture against what it Fulham, um, no, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still, sorry. Yeah. I'm still missing out on an Arsenal midfielder. And so I'm debating whether or not to just bin Madison and get in like Odegaard because I have 0.5 left in the bank. Um, well, since the start of the season, and it gives me a little bit more freedom to mess around with, and also two free transfers. So I'm still debating on what my moves are going to be. So that's like I, I think we're we're all in the same we're all in the same ship here. Like it's it's the only thing I do like the Jackson move, especially if you aren't going to wild card what game week four, which I've seen on Twitter and everything like that. Like that's been kind of a I, I don't know a knee jerk reaction because they're all starting to see like everyone who's good and who's not and all that stuff. So if you, if you are going to wild guard, I would probably say just stick with Chelsea, with uh, Nico Jackson since Chelsea's next, what five fixtures are Luton, Forest, Bournemouth, Villa and Fulham. 
Like that's just a class setup right there. And hopefully uh, we figure something out, especially after the shambolic performance against West Ham. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm a bit skeptical. I've done, you know what, Liverpool, we have the freaking same team again. Um, I mean, we talked about it a bit, but yeah, but we have the same. I mean, I, I brought in Alvarez, Jackson, and then Gusto at the back for Gabriel just to open up the funds to make it worth it. And I had to do it straight away because of the money, like similar to you. Um, but very excited about that front three. Um, it's relatively, you know, we it's relatively um, differential to a certain extent. Like Alvarez is 8.1% uh, owned and Jackson's still only 17%. Um, and Foden at this point is 12%. So, you know, I, I think even even though we have the same ones, it's kind of annoying, but uh, there's so much ground to gain with these guys and there's so much potential. Like, you, you wouldn't be surprised to see any of them score two to three goals in, each, in a single game week. Um, so, yeah, this should be, should be a very good week. But I think the transfers made a lot of sense, but biting the bullet very quickly with the price changes, I think this would have been a harder transfer to make if I didn't have to force it with the price changes. Um, the price change just kind of forced me into doing it, which I'm happy about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's funny because I was actually, I mean, I did it on FPL st- statistics because only Foden was rising. And then it turned out that Foden rised, Alvarez rised, and Watkins went down, All even though all three of them, even though it was just only one of them. So I was actually really lucky in the end that I did that. Um, mm-hmm. Either way, like I was fine doing it this week because there was the only midweek game was Villa versus, um, was Villa playing. And I was selling Watkins anyway, so it's like okay, unless DRB gets injured, then it's then I'm screwed. But I can't be, you know, ripping. I can't not waste this opportunity for one player to maybe get injured. So I was, and I've got a good bench if it did go wrong. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I was happy to do that. And yes, I mean you saw Gabriel Thomas, which is a good move. Obviously, Gabriel is very frustrating, but I think for me, I was happy to hold him for one more week. You know, just because. You know, Fulham at home, as you said, really good fixture. And, you know, Arsenal now have Tommy Asu and uh, Timber out injured, leaving that left centre-back position open, which, you know, they still have other options there. But you've just got to think at this point, if he's not going to play Gabriel for that, surely Gabriel is going to demand a transfer. Like we were just talking before the pod started about Real Madrid being interested. If he doesn't start, then surely Gabriel is knocking on the manager's door demanding to leave the club if that's the sort of situation, um, if you can't get in, if there's two injuries to players that arguably should be behind Gabriel, given how good he was last season. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely tough. Um, I I got rid just because of the long term and I had to make money. Um, so I had to open up funds somehow. Um, I do actually think he's a good pick for this week, just because like I said, Fulham at home is, is prime. I'm actually quite worried about just having Sacco in my team. Um, but obviously, you know, long term, I, I just wanted him out. It made sense. But yeah, I, you know, a bullet header, it's definitely possible in this kind of game. Um, I'm sure they'll get plenty of opportunities off, off set pieces. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. Is Arsenal going to be really that good? Um, I wasn't too impressed with them the first two game weeks. Um, more so on the attacking end, I wasn't that impressed. But uh, I'm sure they could leak a goal. Here and I there, think, they probably should have They've been really good defensively. I'll give them that. Like, I think they've been really tight. Yeah. Back. Um, but yeah, I agree. Like, long term, Gabriel's not a great pick, but I think just for this week, I was happy to, to hold for one more week and then get rid of him, uh, probably next week. But it's just the only other defenders I have on my bench is Luke Shaw, who is Nottingham Forest at home, which I know again that sounds like a decent fixture, but 
I think Nottingham Forest have a good attack and they're gonna they're gonna really go for it against United because it we we can see that they're just very um unorganized and the you know they're there to be taken. And then the other one is a dogie of Bournemouth away who I saw Liverpool, I, I saw the Liverpool Bournemouth first half. And I thought even though that Bournemouth were away, I thought they were brilliant and I thought they were really pressing, yeah. really pressing Liverpool up high, got an early goal, deservedly. They had a disallowed goal early as well. Um, and probably unfortunately not to score as well elsewhere in the game. So yeah, I think Spurs, Spurs will concede against Bournemouth. I'd be pretty confident of that. So I was happy to hold Gabriel Fulham at home to as good a fixture as it gets just for one week and hope that he starts. Yeah, it's completely fair. Uh, Pierce, do you have Gabriel? Uh, yeah, I do as well. Have you are you planning to get rid? Um, I don't know. I I could go with like a back three of S2, Colwell, and Gabriel, or a back four with Shaw on there. So just like debating on that. I, I, I have the wiggle room of free cash, so I can kind of play around with it and maybe wait until the deadline, especially with uh, Chelsea being the first game of the week. So mm. I like that, just knowing with if Poch is going to tinker around and maybe drop Colwell since kind of a pretty bad game against West Ham and Sassi just couldn't really figure it out together, especially for that Antonio goal. So I, I'm a little bit worried with that, um, but I'll be checking league. So I'll probably wait up until the deadline at this point because that could be one that that changes the way that I operate my team. Because I, I, I do feel so, like, I don't know, empty with not having Odegaard, Martinelli, or Saka. And I'm liking Odegaard now, especially that he's on pens. And also well, just, I, I don't, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure he's definitely on pens, but he's still a good option either way. Yeah, either. yeah. I mean, we were talking about him in like the preseason pod that he's still just like a fantastic player to have. But yeah, he's he's one that I really want to bring in. I just don't know if I'm going to drop either Madison or Rashford. That's the only, that's the the pickle I'm, I'm in. Yeah, Madison's a tough one. I guess we should talk about that because you you have him, I have him. Um, a lot, a lot of people would have started to get him in this week or next week, um, but he just got you know a slight niggle. I think it is. Um, I'm not really sure. Uh, Paul O'Keefe says something about possibly missing this week um, and being back in a week or two. I, I could see this being one of those lingering things. They've only got three games until the international break, so it's, it's possible he does. If he's if it's an actual injury, he just sits out for a bit. Yeah. Um, but I've kept him. I've actually kept him in my team, and he's on my bench this week. So hopefully, I can play him next week because uh, Spurs are Burnley and Sheffield after this week, which I do really like, um, and would like to have him for those periods if he's done a play. Um, uh, I mean, yeah. just just as a bit of a background on on how with Ange, Ange actually I feel, is someone who will take the risk on players with injuries. He's not someone who'd be like, "Oh, I'm going to let you sit out and recover." He's generally more on the side of um, playing a player if he if he needs them, which someone like Madison, I don't think Spurs have anyone else that can play in that number ten position. So if he's mm-hmm. if it if it's like if he, if he's out for this weekend, then he's out. But if it's one of them where he can play, but he maybe you know maybe niggles, I think he would play through it if um, if if and wants him to. He wouldn't be someone like. To wait till the international break to let him fully recover, he would play. He would force him to play through it. Um, but yeah, I think so. I've got Richarlison, and I mean, my thinking is so I've got him on the bench currently right now, and my sort of thinking with that is yes, it's Bournemouth away playing striker, blah blah blah. But with no Madison, I don't. I just don't know where the creativity comes from for for Spurs. Like yes, Son Son isn't ideal in that sort of winger position. Kulusevski. Again, I don't know how much creativity 
Uh, you can do so. Yeah, Richarlison could come back to bite me, but as of right now, I just think that they're lacking a little bit of creativity. That um, I'm going to try and st- risk Richarlison on the bench. Yeah, I've, I've actually for the exact same reasons, Tom. I've gone uh, Gusto over Dogi this week, which is actually quite a tough pick because I I don't know if I'm expecting a ton from Gusto going forward. Um, maybe a shot, maybe a, a couple chances created if I'm lucky. Um, but Udogi's been taking some very good spots. I think he's like fifth in the league for touches in the final third or something like that, or in the penalty box. I can't remember which one it was. I should probably look at that. But um, he's definitely got like good attacking positions and he's been getting into spots where he actually can't get points. Uh, but like you said, without Madison, I'm not too keen. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, you just Thomas. Did you did you drop Rashford? No, I've still Bruno and Rashford. Bruno, I'm, yeah, I'm, giving both, I'm giving both of them a chance this week. Um, yeah. I said I'd keep both of them till for three weeks, and I said after the three weeks, um, I decided which one I like more. And at this point, it's probably almost almost definitely Rashford. Um, but it could be could be Bruno depending. I mean, we'll see. Supposedly, um, who's Mount is Mount injured? I think Mount. Yeah, injured. he's apparently okay. going to be out yeah. for the next. Supposedly, four to six they weeks. could be playing with. Yeah, supposedly they could be playing two um, more holding uh, midfielders instead of someone like Mount, who's uh, got attacking responsibilities. So if that benefits Bruno, then you know maybe he stays, maybe he doesn't. Yeah, I mean that's um, fair. Like, I, I, I mean he was also very unlucky not to return against Spurs. Like he, he had a, he got great chances from a from a cross, a header that he definitely should have buried. Honestly, for a player of his quality, you'd expect him to finish that, and also. I can't remember who took the shot, but Romero handball, which was honestly, it was a blatant handball. It was a shocking decision, but no need to get into that. And they should have got a penalty, which Bruno takes. And, you know, you'd hope mm-hmm. that he'd finish that as well. So, yeah, like on another day, yeah, Bruno Bruno definitely could have scored uh, some points. But, yeah, as it goes in FPL, I think outside of those two chances, I, th- I thought he was very poor. Um, and I think with Rashford, at least there's more of a... He's definitely going to be on the, going to be in the front three. Whereas with Bruno, you know, if it's Ericsson that starts, it's probably the same sort of formation. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You just hope that Bruno maybe is a bit more forward. You got rid of Bruno, not Rashford, right, Tom? Yeah, yeah. That's fair. It's probably what I would have done as well. I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, is it so outside of the typical? Because I think this week everyone's got Chelsea, City, Arsenal, United, and Bre- and Brighton. Um, but is there anything outside of that that you guys are interested in? Maybe Villa guys like you've Diaby, Tom. I know you just spoke about him, but Newcastle to Liverpool at home. I mean, um, which from what we've seen the past two weeks, I, I quite like Newcastle at home to Liverpool. I mean, yeah, yeah, the Villa boys, obviously Villa. Burnley away. We don't really know what to expect from Burnley still because, you know, their only game really has been City, which you can't really take anything from because anyone can just get done by City. So it's not, um, there's nothing really to read into that. So Burnley actually could be a really good side. We just don't know. Um, mm-hmm. So Burnley away could be could be one for, for, some, for some goals potentially. But yeah, actually another fixture that stands out to me, Brentford at home to Crystal Palace. I mean, I don't own any Brentford players, but from the start of the season, you know, Rico Henry, Brian and Bermo, Johan Wissa, those three great starts of the season. And Palace at home, I think Palace have been quite under underwhelming to start the season for sure. And you know what, Brentford, the Brentford boys could definitely pick up some points there. 
Yeah, I, I actually think this would be a much harder game. This is probably a game for, for um, the defensive assets, in my opinion. I, I thought Palace were really, really good against Arsenal defensively. Or not really, really good. They definitely let up opportunities, but they were solid. They, they did well against a tough team. Um, and they did all right going forward, but they're kind of lacking in, in the strike department. Edward's been playing, and he's been getting a ton of chances, not really finishing any of them. Really? Um, I think, I, I, think I've, I, I would say the opposite, where I think he's really lacked service. Um, you know, I mean, I, he's had ten shots. He's had ten shots in two game weeks. Ten shots in two weeks, but I think a lot of them have been built by himself. To be honest, like if you look at the shots that he does, it's a, a lot of self creation. Like, yeah, I, I agree. He's not he's not the best striker in the Premier League by any means. But you know, Jordan Ayew on the wing. Who's the other winger right now? Um, it's not Eze. It's the other. He plays on the other wing. Um, well, at least when he comes back. But um, it's Ayew at the moment. But who plays on the other wing? Oh, oh, um, uh, it's not Schlup, is it? Schlup, yeah, it's Schlup, it's Schlup. Uh, yeah, yeah Schlup and Ayu, like in terms of creation, like those guys are barely Premier League players anymore. And I think they... No, Ayu's a good player. I, I won't take that. Yeah. I like Ayu a lot. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm not a big fan, to be honest. And like, don't get me wrong, like one game in the season, he'll score like some ridiculous dribbling goal. But I think he's just flattered to deceive a lot of the time elsewhere like Edward is in that category as well where he can be can be quite inconsistent all three of those guys to be honest Schlup, Edward, and Ayu all very very inconsistent I thought they were very poor against Arsenal they really really failed to create anything of substance um, in that game so yeah the, for the defensive assets it really gives license for guys like Rico Henry to get forward. I thought he, I think yeah. he's insane starts the season. He's so high up the pitch. Brentford love a cross field pass, which where he's just always on the end of it, making a run in behind. Um, and yeah, I think I, and I think Johan Wisser as well as the most shots this season. I think I saw most. Yeah, shots he does. Yeah. So he's, you know, that's a, that's a great stat to have. And yeah, looking very good. Yeah. Um. I mean, uh, yeah. Edwards PD, he's had 10. The thing is, he had 10 shots, 10 shots in the box, four on target. I feel like that's a recurring thing, but whatever. We'll move on from Edward. But uh, yeah, Brentford on its own, just by itself, like they it continue to impress me. Like every month that goes on into a season, I mean, last year, like I would doubt them. I, every month or two, I doubt them. And then they just come up with good results again. Um, now they're without Tony and it's in Buenos and Wiss up top. I doubted them a little bit to start the season, didn't start with either of them. Yeah. And they've both done really well. So I feel like Brentford aren't to be underestimated, um, which people kind of recognise at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I fully agree with that. Fully agree with that. Um, how are we feeling in the goalkeeper department? Yeah, I mean, the thing is with goalkeepers, right? I think me and you are both holding Pickford. And when you look at it, it's Wolves. They've got Wolves at home, Sheffield United away. And then in game week five, we both hold Matt Turner. And he's got Burnley at home. In that week, so I guess for three more weeks, at least we're not in any like forced decision to sell. But as soon as I am, I'm getting rid. Like I, I don't care if I have two transfers and a minus four to make up elsewhere. I'm, just, I'm gonna minus eight to get rid of Pickford if that, if that has to be what it is. Uh, like Everton have been even worse than I, than I expect them, than, uh, than I expected them to be. So yeah. Uh, in terms of them, uh, yeah. Pray my life off that they get a clean sheet in one of these two games and and then wish him goodbye. 
Yeah, I mean, this Wolves and Sh- Wolves and Sheffield, and then maybe Brentford away is so tough. So I'm going to say there's no chance we get a clean sheet there. But yeah, Wolves and Sheffield, and maybe I'll have him for Luton, and he's gone after that. But I think that the wild card will come in, and I'm not, I don't think I'll spend a transfer. Um, on them. If anything, I'll just start playing Matt Turner, Faith in Sheffield. I mean, uh, yeah, Faith yeah. in Forest as a side. Yeah. Um, so maybe I just start playing him instead. But yeah, you're right. Uh, I yeah. think Pickford was a bit of a mistake. But to be honest, with keepers like Pickford, um, especially teams like Everton, one clean sheet uh, is usually like an 11 pointer for guys like him just because they get six saves or something yeah. uh, with three bonus. So we'll, we'll pray for that to happen and it kind of balances out against Onana and Johnston keepers uh, owners sorry I mean exactly like even if they they're playing two of arguably like the worst attacks in the league in the next two games so if they can't get a clean sheet against them too then you know it, it's trouble mm-hmm. Um. so I, I've actually Pierce I've tripled up on Chelsea do you think I, I, we went over Chelsea a little bit but do you think Chelsea's a go, it'll be good going forward or do you think there's definitely problems that need attention yeah i mean this uh, the story of like chelsea the last what year has been just attacking threat not even last two years there's no firepower up front um but i do think potch is somewhat gonna tinker a bit with the lineup because last sunday was just embarrassing like it was it was shambok all over the place from caicedo's debut to enzo's missed penalty to just combinations in the final third and then, like, the defensive link-ups between... It was like, they want to call it a back three, but he's saying it's a back four uh, with Colwell as left back and then Thiago Silva, Sassi, and Gusto. Um, it's just... It's it's a little interesting, and that's not how we were playing in preseason. So I don't know what's going to happen. I think there might be a way to revert back to how we were playing then. But it's also just too late. Like, I would... I Like, I get why you made transfers due to cost, but I would definitely... I'm, I'm waiting for that that lineup leak, hopefully it comes because I do think there's somewhat of a mix going on. Oh, they're playing first. Oh my yeah. God, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. poor. That's poor. I, I could be very useful. Uh, but I, I'm not too worried about Nico Jackson anyway. He's definitely starting. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nico's definitely I starting. I think Gusto, he's probably starting unless like he really just goes full two cool and throws like Kaiseido out right back. I mean... <laughs> I mean, I've, there's some stuff I've seen about Nico Jackson on Twitter where people have like compared him to Darwin Nunez, and when I when I see that, I'm just like, where are you getting those comparisons from? Like, uh, that, that that is that is heinous. That is, yeah, like that is uh, like heinous. don't get me wrong, like maybe he could have scored in one of these two games, but the Liverpool from- game, yes. The uh, West Ham game, he had a chance in late into the first half. That- you talking about the header? Yeah. Yeah, and like even so, I don't think that was like that bad. It was like it, yeah, the it was, cross was the cross was probably a bit too high, and he just couldn't get get over it. Like he also was, should have had an assist against Liverpool in the 90th minute when Mudrik, the Ukrainian yeah, runner, just no, exactly. I mean, to, uh, exactly. Like again, it's he's gone from two very tough fixtures. Like I, I think a lot of people yeah. probably underestimated West Ham going into the season. Like at the end of the day, they still are a very very quality side with Paqueta still there. You know, um, yeah, exactly. Like West Ham away, never an easy game, and now you're playing. The easiest game you you know in the league now, arguably. Um, yeah, which... but, but knowing us, it's going to be like a two-one ball sweating game right there. But... Well, we I would take that if it's two Nico Jackson goals. So uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I'm I'm in the same camp as you guys. I have him in, my, in one of my two FPL team drafts. So it's just whether or not on the news about who else is playing, especially for uh, what's it called for Colwell. Because if Colwell doesn't start, 
which I do think there's a chance because we're playing Luton, he might throw in Matson at left back or uh, Kukurea. I do think there's a chance that he gets dropped in that kind of... Chilwell's getting dropped as well. Who? Chilwell. Chilwell, yeah. So it's just like there's a lot of there's a lot of tinkering that I think is going to go on behind that. And I don't know. This is kind know. of the game that if Posh wants to experiment with something differently than what he's been doing the first two games, I don't then know. this would be it. I don't know if I agree. I think you can only really do that if uh, if you're winning games and Chelsea haven't won a game yet. Uh, yeah. I just, like, yes, Luton at home are an easier game, but why would you why would you waste, you know, a guy's confidence? Like if Chilwell goes and gets a goal against Luton, it doesn't matter that it's against Luton. He scored a goal. It's same for Nico Jackson, you know, whatever, any of these guys, you wouldn't want to replace them because if they score a goal in the league, they're off the mark, good motivation, puts them on form. And, you know, Chelsea haven't won a game yet. It's a real marker to set the season down. And yeah, I just think it's way too much of a risk to stop. Chelsea. For sure. I'm, I'm just speaking purely towards the left back position. That's really, yeah. that's really it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's I, more just, I, I, it's I, more I, just attuned to me because I have the risk is always there. 4.5. Risk is yeah. always there, but. I'm I'm going to be pretty I'm pretty confident that they that for, for Chilwell particularly I can't really yeah I, I think Chilwell's Chilwell's probably playing but I'm thinking more of that Colwell spot where him and Sassi, I think he'll probably give I don't know who else another run I think Kukure is really up for one right now I I don't like the play at all but I do think that yeah okay, I know I know one of them's going to be in it fair fair I get that um. Yeah, so I, I'm not. I shouldn't be worried about Gusta, should I, Pierce? There's no, no there's there's no one. There's no one that could play yeah. a right back. Like, yeah, that's what I assumed. Um, but yeah, any interesting punts for the week? Actually, you know what? There's another. There's another guy we can talk about. What do What do you think of Martin? Not Odegaard taking the, the Arsenal penalty. Shocking. Yeah, but that's. It's, I don't think it's going to continue. Maybe, maybe uh, like once in a while he gets one, but Saka's on it supposedly because it wasn't an Arteta instruction. It was like all done between the players. I think Odegaard just asked Saka himself. Um, so I, I wouldn't expect it to keep going, but it does mean that Saka's comfortable giving it to other people, which I don't like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I think you want your striker to not even strike your penalty taker to just demand the ball and just say no. You know. Um, yeah. I mean, but I guess Odegaard's also captain, so you know there is some. Also, there. kind of a weird shout, but um, was the reason that Bernardo Silva wasn't playing was because he hadn't signed the contract extension with City? So I think I think he has been injured. Uh, okay, but he's back this weekend, which again puts maybe some doubt on Alvarez and Foden. And Foden, yeah, I, I doubt Foden just because he's been playing so well. But you know, it's Pep. Yeah, exactly. You never know with Pep, but yeah, he signed that contract, which is. Uh, you know, huge for City, but maybe bad for for Foden particularly. Same position. Um, so yeah, I guess. I mean, I've done the move. I'm okay with it now. But you know, if 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 he throws in Bernardo, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm not gonna be a happy boy. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I mean, I think if even if Bernardo gets chucked in, I don't think those two are the ones that fall out. Um, Especially with how they've been playing lately, it's been a bit of a diamond between Foden, Haaland, and Alvarez. Like uh, Foden and ha- Foden and Alvarez sort of sitting just behind Haaland. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't think, I mean, Bernardo could operate anywhere for being fully honest, but I don't think that's exactly um, what Pep wants out of Bernardo because it would mean running in behind and doing a lot of things like that, um, which isn't really him. But him on the on the wing next to that makes a lot of sense. So I don't know who would miss out. I think he likes Bernardo in big games, like against the better teams where his his technical skills are really needed. Yeah. 
his pressing, uh, his dribbling, whatever, all really useful. Whereas against weaker teams, you want maybe a bit more sort of effectiveness in the final third where, you know, Bernardo is fantastic, but maybe his numbers aren't like completely elite where Foden and Alvarez could be. So I think those guys are probably against the weaker teams, which the next two are. 